to Sufficiently Afflicted, the podcast that aims to help us and you. If you like what you hear, let us know. You can find us on outplay.com. There is no... You're listening to the Random Roll Radio Show, an Outplay production. To find out more about the cast, characters, or the world we're building together, go to randomrollradio.com. Tonight's episode is paid for by listeners like you. If you want to help support the show, leave us a review or go to patreon.com slash outplayproductions. And remember, there is no E in Outplayed. Now please enjoy tonight's episode of the Random Roll Radio Show. Hello and welcome to episode six of the Random Roll Radio Show. My name is Corey. I'm Larson. I'm Eric. This is all out of order. <laughs> He's all you Jeremy. Do is say your name. He's Jeremy. <laughs> I'm Duff. <laughs> Line. <laughs> and I'm Jeremy. <laughs> Oh Jesus Uh, God. Ah, this is gonna this bodes well for the fight ahead. Well, I'm I'm glad I'm glad we got our Easter egg out of the way. Now we can move on to the episode. You can't be throwing curveballs like this, like this at me. <laughs> All right, now that we've got that out of the way, let's do a check-in. Some of us are hurting. Some of us are out of shit. Let's let's just have a weigh-in of are we going to survive this? So I'll I'll go first. I've only taken two damage, so I'm okay there. I've got one bomb left. That's not like an important part of your kit, though, is it? <laughs> nah, no, I'm not completely built around that. Are you, would you like to share with us what that bomb does? <laughs> well, to be clear, I've got several bombs, but most of them do absolute dog shit for these situations. I've got one dread ampule left, which does some mental damage. That's it. It's like uh, Quinn's Days, which is a cantrip. He can cast it infinitely. Yeah, but that's got well, a way cooler good. name than Days. Come on, man. Dread ampule. That's all right. I'm sold. My one bomb will go <laughs> the distance because of its cool name. <laughs> well, uh, Frost isn't he? I mean, I I can swing my disarm all day long, but I've got four health to my name, and I'm gonna guess that he can do more than four damage per strike. Just throwing that out there. Seems plausible. Maybe, maybe not. You're not getting a hero <laughs> point if that's correct. well and so ago uh well as we all know (laughs) not doing great but he's got seven out of 11 hit points and uh is of course no stamina just the same as uh as frost so i'm hurting uh but not nearly bad as bad as frost i think in this case uh and and, uh i i'm also i don't have uh my my focus spell uh i don't have that so i'm not gonna be able to deal the damage that i did to the owlbear for instance because uh we haven't had time to take a breath, take a breather, right? That's what it's called. Yeah, yeah, take a breather. And what that does is we can cash in one of our few resolve points to get all of our stamina back, but not our health. So if I could do that, then I would have another five 
health essentially. Yeah, you need Which, ten minutes. So, yeah. All right. And if you listen to the end of the last episode, you'd learn that Quinn only has two spell slots. <laughs> <laughs> How many of those spells has Quinn used? Uh, let's see. Uh, two. And I, I okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm no mathematician, but I think that means he's out of spells. I mean, I still got cantrips. Uh, I've stayed away from um, talking about this uh, because I don't want to get targeted. But Quinn hasn't taken any damage in five episodes. <laughs> you know, now that, now that you say that, I'm uh, I'm looking at the map, and you are let's see, five, ten, fifteen, twenty, twenty-five, thirty, thirty-five, forty, fifty feet behind Frost. <laughs> Man, he's doing what a caster does. He's, oh, he's staying out of the fight. I, I will say um, my creatures are good. They, oh, okay. They're all at full health. Uh, the owlbear feeling pretty good about himself? I mean, he's dead, but, uh, <laughs> you know, that's just that was just the appetizer. All right. Well, I'll tell you what. Why don't you uh, explain where we're at again so we can really visualize the place we're going to die? <laughs> well, it's nicely lit. You're going to have a, 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 a nice fire right there. What you're seeing is a smithy. There's a what appears to be a blacksmith hitting a creature, a lobster-like creature. It just looks, it really does look like a large cockroach meets lobster type thing. And he's hitting it, the, uh, the smith is hitting it with a broomstick. And it doesn't seem to be paying much attention. Instead, it's turning iron into rust and eating that rust. The room is about four by by six. It's not a very big space and there is a kiln in the southwest corner and that's what you got in front of you. It's open air. We got Frost is right up there and Ago's just a little behind so Frost has already peeked around the corner and seen that and Cal and uh, Quinn are a little further away. They're a little further south. Let me get this straight. Yeah. You've got a guy who makes swords and weapons for a living. Yeah. And his go-to <laughs> is to grab a broom. Yeah, well, just because he makes them doesn't mean he uses them. In his defense, it seems to be turning metal into rust, so he might have started with a, uh, a broom <laughs> or uh, like a pull arm, and now the, pull, the, now the blade is gone, so he just has a stick. That's right. Uh, lots of things are possible. I guess you'll have to roll some knowledge checks and find out what's going on. Um, you know, I'd like to, I'd like to roll a knowledge bad choices on the Smithy. <laughs> a sense motive, maybe? Basically, you've got this situation where you've got another creature almost certainly escaped from the zoo, and it is dangerous, but it may not be as dangerous to your health as an owlbear was, but it's certainly a dangerous situation, especially knowing that you haven't even entered the zoo yet. You're still on the outskirts of the zoo. Yeah, can we just talk to this one? <laughs> uh, you know, <laughs> maybe. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna, I, Frost has an idea, but uh, I'm, I'd like to do a knowledge check before I enact said idea. <laughs> All right, I will give you a free knowledge check. It has an intelligence of minus four, so no, you can't just talk to it. It's it's not going to work. But fair, fair, fair enough. But uh, yeah, go for it, Frost. Anybody else have any questions before we do that? It seems to be part parrot. I rolled a natural one. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it, it hasn't noticed at this point that you're there. You're still pretty much around the corner. 
and it's focused on eating. It's not even really that concerned with the smith who's hitting it. This The smith's not like pounding on it. It's just uh, the occasional hit. And then get out of here! Frost is kind of just leaning around the corner trying to get just little looks at this thing. So he's going to take a few steps back around the corner and uh, try to gather everybody and do a quick, quick huddle. Guys, guys, come over here real quick. All right, so there seems to be a uh, large crustacean of some kind. It's turning metal to rust. It it looked like it was eating the rust, but I can fight, but I'd, I'd prefer not to. Are there, are there more than just one guy in there? Just one guy. It doesn't even seem to want to fight him. It might not be violent. We might be able to just lure it away. Oh, the, did you see if there's a way to, to block off the entrance of any sort? Uh, no, it's 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 an open-air smithy. I think we can probably lure it into this store next to us. That's actually exactly what I was thinking. Maybe we grab some of the the swords and other metal items uh, out of the smithy and, and just create a trail. It. I mean, he doesn't seem too intelligent. He'll definitely follow if he's hungry enough. Maybe we set up some sort, sort of uh, destruction behind him to make him go that way. So once he goes your way, and then uh, we, we make a lot of noise behind him and then kind of send him in, in the direction we want to go. Yeah, I, I don't know if we want to panic him. I think this is going to be more of a, a dog with a bone kind of thing. I don't, I don't want to offend anybody in the group. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Quinn. Is a dog in the group? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you, you, you can just kind of use uh, food to lure a dog. I, I don't think we want to make any loud noises. I think we just want to lure it with some metal and like toss it in the store to see if it'll chase some good chunks of metal. Okay, okay. Yeah, this is a good plan. Uh, one thing we want to make sure, though, I, uh, maybe I sneak a little bit farther down so that uh, in case it does not follow, I can jump on it from behind. If you feel stealthy enough, I'd go for it. Uh, does anybody feel like they can uh, be quick and nimble and get around this thing? I I could do it, but uh, one hit and I'm, I, I, I feel like I might go down again. I'm not, I'm still feeling pretty weak. Got to say, I'm still feeling pretty weak myself. Uh, that Albert, it did a, did a big number on me. And he points to the wound on his, uh, basically cutting across his, his, his face. Alright, well, I, I can hold the door open and, uh, slam it behind it when it goes through. Uh, you guys wanna look around maybe for something, you know, that that guy didn't craft? Maybe he wouldn't, you know, want us, uh, you know, just feeding this thing his, uh, finely crafted weapons and armor? No, I was thinking about getting his most expensive items. I mean, they're gonna be the most tasty, right? <laughs> 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 uh, sure, I mean, uh, do a quick perception in the store, I guess, to see if there's anything tastier in there. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I think, uh, I think this guy's gonna lose some shit. <laughs> yeah, you can, if you want to check in the store, you can. All right, so while he's checking in the store, I'm gonna take a look around through the the other stalls that are slightly to the south of us to see if there's just okay. bits and bobs of metal. That's another natural one. That dice is dead to me now. <laughs> Uh, I didn't fare too much better. Uh, 13. And you're looking in the store where the owlbear came out of? Or in the area around? I was looking in the area to the south, kind of where we came up before the store. So it's in, in amongst those market stalls. You're not going to find iron. And th- these are just merchants. They're not carrying swords or armor or, or anything like that. And then with a the one, obviously, you're not finding anything. Last thing, does anybody have any rope? Uh, actually, yeah, I... I've got quite a bit of rope. What, what if we were to take the rope 
lay it on the ground and then toss a, a sword tied to the end in front of the thing and just kind of slowly pull it back like we were fishing. <laughs> and just kind of just pull it through the uh, the, the store and uh, just kind of just have it all lined out and we'll see if it follows it like a fishing pole. So I know we've got to act rather quick and I don't want to complicate this plan any further. However, uh, this thing has an entire... Uh, open air store in front of it that contains all of its food you pull one sword it's not going to run after it it's got a whole mill in front of it however there's a good chance the smithy has some raw ore Ooh, there you go yeah maybe he'd be kind enough to let us uh sacrifice it to to save the rest of his goods it's definitely worth a shot let's uh let's try that so did we decide who's uh, who's gonna be the runner? We gotta decide really quickly here. He's he's trying to fin that thing off with a broomstick. Yeah, I'll I'll be the runner. All right, I'll go. You go. Uh, you stealth around the corner. I'll hide behind this door. Quinn, stand at the ready with your cantrips. Brother, be safe. Wait, are those uh, tin cantrips? Because he might be <laughs> attracted to tin. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so Cal is going to kind of inch his way into the smithy. Uh, I assume from the description, the monster doesn't pay me much mind, right? Correct. You're you're being stealthy, right? Only kinda. Only if you tell me I need to be. <laughs> yeah, I think, I, I think... I mean, the thing with Cal is Cal is not wearing metal, right? Uh, I've got two daggers on me, but other than that, I'm not like wearing any armor. That's and they're metal. sheathed. No. Yeah, they are sheathed. So yeah, I, d- I don't think you have to roll a stealth here. Ago, on the other hand, is definitely going to have to roll stealth. Yeah. Because he's wearing metal armor. Yep, yep, yep. All right, you want me to roll it or you want to you be the, the roll? You go. We're not going to... Uh, so right. in Pathfinder 2E, there's a lot of secret rolls that the GMs do, but we've talked about it as a group and... It takes a lot of agency away from the players. And so we're just going to be pretty good about the players ignoring the fact that they might know something that their character wouldn't know. And that's not to say we'll never use them. Correct. There might be a situation where they'll come up. I already have used a couple for, for certain things, but... You son of a bitch! I didn't know! <laughs> <laughs> for the most part, I would prefer you guys to when it's when it's potential life or death. So go for it. All right, so as Ago, uh, so as uh, as Cal is starting to inch his way into the, uh, the the room, I tap him on the back as I pass by, uh, and and just kind of give him a thumbs up, and uh, I I roll a ten for my stealth. Cal's moving in, and the creature that's being hit by this man just stops for a second, and it turns and it looks directly at Ago. <laughs> roll for initiative. Oh, no! All right, all right. <laughs> Cal yells out, change a plan, change a plan! <laughs> all goes the runner! <laughs> so it, it's still, I will say b- before you roll this, it still has not made any move towards Cal. Any, It it has just clearly noticed that uh, that Ago's there. All right, based on perception. Ooh. Yeah, I guess you weren't stealthing, so Ago's will be stealth. I guess Ago's is 10. Cal got a 20. Quinn got a nine. Uh, Frost got a twenty-six. <laughs> it is looking directly at Ago, and just stops what it's doing and guns it right at Ago. 
Of course he would, because uh, this thing it, and it skitters, <laughs> it skitters across the floor. You can hear like these little clicks as it comes running across the floor, and it goes right outside where Ago's standing, and it reaches out. No, with no. its no, with its antenna. No, 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 <laughs> no. That's my grandfather's armor. No, that's a twenty-two. No, that, that, that's a hit. So its antenna reaches down, touches Ago's grandfather's armor. No. And so what happens here is a rust monster's antenna, it is a rust monster after all, antenna causes metal to rapidly rust and corrode. If it succeeds at an antenna strike, the rust monster deals 2d6 damage to a metal item the target is wearing or holding, ignoring its hardness. Well, that's broke. That's really, really bad. Eight damage to the metal. I've got... 10 hit points assigned to this breastplate. So. It took eight. Does that make it, uh, it broken? Come on, it has man. the broken condition. Yep. So. Luckily, there's a smith right here. You better hope that it doesn't <laughs> rust it to nothing. Oh my god. So its feeler brushes across my armor and it just, just corrodes it as it goes? Yeah, you start seeing it like little p- bits of rust. It hasn't rusted entirely, but you can see like rust starting to form all the way across it. And like maybe a little little bits are, are flaking down to the ground. And then it just rushes back into the room. Uh, the armor class benefits of my armor have evaporated along with my grandfather's armor. So this is not good. So the way that it works with broken items, it's a little different with armor. So with armor, it still grants its AC bonus. Uh, in this case with Eric's armor, it's plus four uh, to Ago, but it also imparts a status penalty to AC, depending on its category. And in this case, it's uh, medium armor, broken medium armor. So that's a minus two status penalty. So all, all said, it basically works out to him having plus two to armor instead of plus four. Not great, Bob. Not great. Could be worse. <laughs> Could be definitely worse. It could have also done damage to your body. Yes. Which you can't really afford to take a lot, right? Nope. <laughs> All right, so I, I stagger back. Uh, I'm trying to... I'm This is just flavor, but I'm staggering back away from him a little bit. Um, I'm still within melee distance if I have to, I guess. But yeah. <laughs> Frost is up. Cal's on deck. The creature has moved back into the smithy. So Frost is just sitting in the store waiting for our flawless plan to <laughs> come to <laughs> a head here. Uh... Did Cal actually yell out that the plane is falling apart? Yes, uh, Cal actually did. Then Frost does know that something has gone wrong. So he is going to go back outside the store and look around the corner and see that the monster's right where it was supposed to be. <laughs> and Ock goes over in there in a the corner and uh, he's, he's trying to figure out what's gone wrong. <laughs> so I guess I'll... Uh, just kind of stand here and do a perception check to see if there's I guess uh, Cal, Cal's right next to him so I'll, I'll, I'll just ask Cal a question. Uh, I used to move action and now I'll just ask him a question as my second action. So, brother what? You said something was going wrong what's what's wrong? Well he, he darted at Ago uh, he, he seems to be attracted to metal and look at him he's a dog covered in metal Did you? Okay so that's pretty much our conversation. Uh, then I'll use a third action I guess to to keep talking to him. It's like, uh, do you th- do you think we need to revise the plan, or can you think you can still get an ingot? I can still get the ingot. However, he he hit Ago and then ran back. 
he doesn't seem to be attracted the way that we hoped he would be. All right, so that's I'll just make that my turn. <laughs> Cal's on deck, and Parva is is. Oh, sorry, Cal is up, and Parva's on deck. That's the Smith. Cal wants to use one of his actions for a knowledge check because I did not expect him to just run back away from Mago. Uh, what what knowledge? Uh, it uh, you would need occultism for this one. Son of a. Oh, wait, never mind. I got a plus seven with it. <laughs> Son of a lucky break. <laughs> That's a 24. All right. What do you want to know? Why it moved back like that? Yeah, specifically, like, does it hit, wait for the rust, and, and then just, like, eat its prey later, like some sort of, like, Komodo dragon? Okay, so what you would know, given that that's a pretty good roll is that rust monsters tend to be in large groups, like you would expect to see insects, right? They typically are in dark places, underground, uh, where there are rich ore deposits, that type of thing. They often will swarm and then carry off items that they have. They might not even rust them right there. They might just take them away. The difference here is it's a lone rust monster, and rust monsters aren't about to get into big combat with a bunch of characters so they're they're going to try to stay out of the line so it can rust things and eat them but it doesn't necessarily have to sit there and take it at the time it's got a lot of rust inside the building too it just is attracted to something that would have as strong a scent as Ago's armor so what you what you know mechanics wise from the game is it has precise metal scent for 60 feet so it it knows when metal is close uh, in that case, full disclosure, Frost is wearing a chainmail shirt underneath his clothes. So, Learning that information, Cal is going to try to enact the plan. Do you want me to roll a perception to try to find the ingot, or is it just... You can talk like, to this Obviously. Man. All right. And I know that Frost just used his actions to speak. How are we handling free actions is talking still a free action so or are we using if it's quick if it's quick right like i think you can give a quick command and say hey move over there or that kind of thing and it's a free action but if you're having a full-on conversation that when you're you're expecting somebody to respond to that type of thing i think that it has to take up an action just think about what you can reasonably say in six seconds right okay uh well then cal is going to He's currently standing outside the smithy. He's going to move inside, and as he's moving, he's going to say, Hey, where do you keep your ore? In the corner. In the corner. What accent? (laughs) (laughs) I kind of liked it. Let the record show that the GM just gave us a, I don't know, look. (laughs) Actually, I was saying, what accent is that? (laughs) Because I'm not entirely sure what I just gave you. It was a good. It's in the corner. It's a fine accent. Don't worry about it. Just just talk. When he said it, he pointed to the northwest corner. So you can see there's like a, a table there. And right in the northwest corner, you can see like just a little pile of things. I don't have the the movement to get there in one action and I want to do something else. So for my third action, I'm going to pull and throw a tangle foot bag. Okay. That is an eight. It does not work. It does not work, indeed. All right, and that is the end of Cal's turn. That means it's Parva's turn. 
What do you need the ore for? Now he has no accent. Let me off the, let me go back and give him something. <laughs> <laughs> what do you need the ore for? Uh, the the beast. He's attracted to metal. Aye, and he he moves, turns around quickly, grabs a piece of ore and chucks it at Frost. <laughs> to Frost. <laughs> yeah. Chucks it across the room to Frost, and the, you see the the uh, the rust monster like follow the ore with its eyes. Roll a hit. <laughs> oh, this was not part of the plan. Uh, Frost Frost rolls a, a natty sixteen to catch the ore. <laughs> All right, he catches it, uh, and and uh, Parva's last action. He just well, I guess that's all his actions. So Ago is up with Quinn on deck. My first action is going to be to curse vehemently. Uh, because mm-hmm. my armor is now screwed up, and uh, now ah, that's a free action. That's yeah, a free okay. action. <laughs> All right, so you guys can hear the, the guttural sounds of a, of a Shoney cursing as he uh, stomps into the <laughs> into the room, uh, and uh, draws his uh, his nightstick. He dropped his kukri behind and uh, draws his his nightstick, and just start stands there and, and is staring daggers at this thing. But that's my last action. And that, that was cool. your turn, right? You took out the kukri and... I dropped the kukri, pulled my uh, nightstick, and uh, came up and stood next to Cal. So that is my turn. So the kukri is lying in the ground where you were when it attacked you before? Uh, that is right. It is. I, why does that make me feel like that's a problem all of a sudden? Dude, if you fucking... If you reduce my entire inventory, I am going to be one unhappy player. I will tell you. I was offered cash money. All right. Yeah. Real cash money. <laughs> oh my god. All right. So that yes, the little the little icon ten feet outside of the uh, the, the, the entrance to the, the Smith is where my <laughs> kukri. father's kukri is. So right. the one that he gave me on my birthday, GM. <laughs> Teach me to care about my gear. <laughs> Fucking rust monsters. Man. I mean, first don't get attached. Don't get attached to things. <laughs> Quinn is up. So Quinn hasn't seen anything yet, really, right? No, yeah. I mean, he's quite away. You you know from making the plan what generally is going on, and you would have seen from where you are. You can see far enough that you would have seen Ago. I think you would have seen it dart out, right? You were at that corner the whole time, so you would have seen it pop out quickly and make the attack on Ago. But from here, it, it could have been just him coming out and trying to make friends real quick, doing a little sniff or whatever. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, because yeah, that's, that's, that's clearly what happened. <laughs> Quinn's going to move up to Frost just to kind of figure out what's going on. He's going to say to Frost, uh, oh, what the hell is happening in here? Uh, Frost, at that moment, is catching the ore. He goes... Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> He's just holding the ore in front of him. I don't think you want to be here, buddy. <laughs> Heard that? Jump the fence. Got it. Um, <laughs> Quinn's going to use his last action to uh, talk to Frost again. Uh, yo, yo, what you got that ingot for? It's attracted to the ingot, and apparently I'm the bait now. Uh, can you get the door? Nope, that's my turn. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Why are you just standing there waiting for another 12 seconds to pass? <laughs> <laughs> round round two, uh, the rest monster is up, and Frost is on deck. 
So as the ore flies by, you see the, the thing's eyes follow. And Cal notices, he hadn't noticed earlier, but he notices as the rust monster does this, that it's got like some black stuff dripping from its mouth, which is not what he would expect from a rust monster. This seems strange. And it just tears off directly towards Frost. Oh my God. All right, so it makes up the ground against just like this sound as it comes up quickly up on Frost and it reaches out for the ore in his hand. Which gets a little bit of cover? With its antenna, yeah, sure. (laughs) (laughs) You caught it, so your hands are around it. I'll I'll give it cover. I'll, I'll give you the plus two, the minus two, whatever. Oh, terrible roll. So it reaches out and it, it, it like touches his hand. You feel its its antenna touch your hand, but it can't get at the ore. If it damages my hand, I take that back and it does not get covered. No, it, it, the, <laughs> the, the, the antenna just gives you like, it, it feels like like a duster or something going across your hand. It just is, is Ooh, very, is, yeah, it, it, it would tickle a little bit, and but it, it keeps like reaching at it like it's trying to get in there. And then it bites at your hand. Oh, damn it. So it's 15. 15? Yeah. Oh, it's a miss. All right. Yeah, so it, as it reaches out to bite my hands, I just kind of pull it out of the way and just trying to keep it out of his range. And at that point, it just darts directly to the north, just uh, just south of where Hago dropped his father's kukri. No! <laughs> <laughs> Frost is up. Oh, man. Frost is going to delay, I think, to see if uh, some other people can get this thing to move around more. Uh, he's just going to try to figure out what the plan is because he was really expecting it to just hang out in front of him for a turn. <laughs> so I'll delay my turn. That means Cal is up with Parvanda. Cal, seeing what is happening before him, uh, knowing that Ago is wearing his entire family's history. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking teach me, man. I'll tell you what. God damn it. <laughs> Cal's going to move towards the kukri. Attempt to pick it up in a roll acrobatic fashion. And once again, become the runner for this doomed plan. <laughs> Duff, this is your call on actions. I, I definitely have to make a move action to get to the kukri. But I want to pick it up as a move action. I'm perfectly fine with that being two. I'll let you try to pick it up as one, like on the run. Oh, hell yeah. Oh, hell Uh, yeah. Acrobatics, I assume. Yeah. Do you have your dagger out at this point? Or are you sheathed? I do not. Okay. No, I've I've never taken it out. Okay. Go for it. All right. (laughs) Natural one. (laughs) <laughs> All right. So uh, what I'll say God. is with that natural one, you can still do this. You can still pick it up, but you can't do it like you, it'll take you two actions. Yeah, that's fine. All, All right. right. So I'll move over to the kukri, bend down. Well, I'll still do the roll, completely miss, and then like, uh, and then <laughs> walk back and pick it up. <laughs> so you've got it. Yeah, I've got it. And then uh, I'll just kind of wave it in the air. And I'm just going to start running towards the south. All right. Hold up a second. As you start running. Oh, damn it. He's got a reaction. 14. Excuse me, 16. 16 to what? To hit. <laughs> it's a miss. All right. And so what happens is as you start to run, 
with the kukri. You run in, grab the kukri, start to run away. It swings out with its tail. And you can see on the back of its tail, it's got these like little pinches, almost look like it's got Ooh. hands on the end of its tail. And it tries to grab you, but you're you're nimble and you, you make a jump over its claws and you can move your uh, full complement of movement. Okay, so that gets me, let's see, about, only about 10 feet from the door in which we're trying to trap this thing. Hopefully, it follows. All right, so that'll, uh, that'll enact Frost's turn. Okay. He is going to move the 10 feet uh, back to the general store and he'll use another action to open the door. He'll use a free action to drop the ore that's in his hand and then uh, he will use his last action to move about uh, 10 feet to uh, towards the gate away from the door so that the ore is now just sitting on the ground in front of an open door in front of the store. All right. So we got the ore in the store behind the door. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. Parva's turn. Parva just sort of moves towards the south corner of the room, sort of southeast, and he reaches down and grabs something. He looks over at Ago and he says, you look like you could use this. And he hands him a red vial of liquid. Oh. I was hoping it was a shotgun. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I was hoping raid. it was a shotgun too, but uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I was going to say the same <laughs> thing, Jeremy. <laughs> Just a can of raid. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I take it from him and I say, what, what is this? I use it for when I hurt myself. Okay, very good. Just drink it. Just drink it. You, you, you stay here. You stay here. I'm going to walk out with the thing, with the vial still in my hand. I'm going to walk out towards the, uh, the, the creature as it's standing there. And I'm going to, uh, with my second action, uh, I'm going to punch it. <laughs> and, I'm, and I yell out at the same time, You want a bite of me? You come for me! I'm going to punch it, and hopefully this works. You know, I was I was gonna make fun of him for doing it, but last episode he uh, he, he ran at uh, an owlbear with a baton and beat the crap out of it. <laughs> <laughs> As the GM, like, do I follow your plan or do I eat the armor? <sighs> so this is it. So I have one more action left. I have I have a I have a plan. I have a plan. <laughs> So, all right, so that's a 21 to punch this thing as I'm yelling at it. You want a piece of me? You come for me. You hit it. All right, cool. Uh, so that is a whopping uh, five five points of non-lethal damage. All right, so as you as you punch it, you just feel like this like hard surface. It feels crunchy almost as you hit it, and it reacts, but it doesn't. It doesn't seem like it's that bothered. Yeah. It, it looks like it's not much different than when uh, the smith was hitting it with his broom. Yeah, I'm actually just trying to capture its attention. So that that's all all well and good. All right, so yep. now that I have it, hopefully I have its attention and I'm locking eyes with it and I'm going to take off running towards uh, towards the other crew down to the south there. So where Quinn and, uh, and Cal are standing next to one another, I'm going to dodge right in between them. Uh, and I'm, head, I'm booking it down towards the ore in front of the door to the store. All right. <laughs> so just to, just to give a sense of how this all plays out, is this is all happening at the same time, again, as I've mentioned before, right? So uh, you've got Cal come running out of this, g- roll, grab the kukri, 
the thing takes a tail swipe. The whole time, Ago's also moving toward it. Cal runs away. Ago gets right up in its face, having grabbed the potion from Parva. And now he's running away. And uh, Quinn is up. Uh, Quinn has no idea if he's an X or an O in this play. <laughs> uh, Quinn's just gonna get the hell out of the way. Yeah, he's just gonna—he's gonna, he's gonna move. Um, he's just gonna move to the south. He's also going to uh, cast Forbidding Ward uh, between Ago and the Rust Monster. What does that do again? Uh, you ward an ally against the attacks and hostile spells from the target enemy, and uh, the target ally gains a plus one status bonus to armor class and saving throws against the enemy. Nice. He's uh, he's basically just uh, hoping that that will help save his father's uh, his grandfather's armor. <laughs> cool. I feel like there's a, guys. a budding love story between Quinn and Ago. Quinn's always <laughs> right? doing nice shit for Ago. Tying things on his tail. <laughs> Quinn never had a dog as a child and he really wanted one. <laughs> <laughs> and that's his turn. Alright, we're into round three. The rust monster starts booking it towards Cal, but he actually just keeps moving past and stops between the ore and and Ago. So we got the 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 ore in the door and the store on the one side <laughs> and Ago on the other side. <laughs> and it, it's like looking back and forth and it moves towards the ore. The ore is just sitting right in the doorway, right? It's not in Side? No, I, I couldn't toss it as an action. I could only drop it where I was standing right in front of the door. It reaches down, and the, you see the ore just rust away. It quickly moves over here. Son I of a I, say, I, I lied. It moves Damn back. It. So it, it moves up, oh, eats wait. the ore, rusts it, and then moves back in the direction from which it came. Back towards oh, the snake. This thing is so quick. Oh, my God. <sighs> All right. Fine. Cal is up with Frost on deck because we switched order because of the delay. How's it going? Larson here, and I'm doing my podcasting duty in reminding you to go to the podcast playing app of your choice and to leave us a review. If you listen to podcasts, you know that leaving us a review will help us get discovered and help us grow this community. So please take some time, leave us a review, and let us know what you think. Okay, so obviously this thing is going to thwart all of our plans. Uh, thank you, Duff. Uh, yeah. By this thing, I mean you. <laughs> it is you. <laughs> well, I mean, you set up your action so you can throw the thing into the room. <laughs> Not just leave it in the door. Ran away. <laughs> you left it in the th- doorway. Why would it go into the room? There's no metal in there. I have he went back to the words no- of Smith. There's all kinds of metal there. Give me more actions, and I'll be happy to do whatever you want. Well, get in touch with James Jacobs. That's not on me. I thought you were going to say get in touch with Jesus. <laughs> oh, my God. All right, well. Okay, so so realizing that our, our plan is just not working, Cal's going to yell, new plan, we kill it. And uh, he's going to draw his crossbow off of his back. Uh, so that's one action, and then he's going to fire at the damn thing. That's two natural ones in a row. Oh, oh no. no. 
So, <laughs> seeing that, he's gonna go, well, this thing sucks, and he's gonna drop it, <laughs> and he's gonna pull a bomb, <laughs> his last remaining good bomb, and throw it. Don't, wait. Hey, well, before don't you, you, you get your fumble. Before you do that, you roll a oh. natural one on a range attack. <laughs> oh, so, yeah, that's right. right I was now, thinking four, bomb has no four. consequences. <laughs> <laughs> but your crossbow has a big old uh, consequence. So what we're doing is uh, we're using Paizo's uh, critical fumble deck and critical uh, hit deck until we get some uh, listener-submitted ones from our Patreon, just saying. So, yeah, I drew from the deck, and your ranged penalty now. It's called Bad Alignment, so your crossbow goes off and ruins the uh, alignment of the cross braces. You take a minus ah. two circumstance penalty to attacks using this weapon until the end of your next turn. Well, lucky for you, you tossed it to the side. <laughs> it's like, there could be much worse things. <laughs> That's super horrible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't feel like that card was a consequence of what happened. I feel like that card caused the terrible shot. <laughs> 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 so. <laughs> All right, so I'm going to pull and throw a bomb, and that's a nine. Oh, and that's that's my last bomb. I, I fucking wasted. <laughs> oh my god, I hate this rust monster. <laughs> and that's my turn. Frost is up. Frost is thoroughly annoyed. We know from his reactions with the goblins. And his reaction with the uh, people at the bar that he only can handle this for so long before he gets upset. He tries to be diplomatic. It just doesn't always go his way. So seeing Ago wave the potion at him, he uh, smiles and says thank you. He uh, takes it from him with his first action, drinks it down. And it is what kind of potion? It is a minor healing potion. 1d8 minor That's healing outstanding. potion. All right, I get five points of healing, which is going to come in super, super handy. So you get like a tingling sensation as your wounds start to heal up. Uh, with Frost, uh, for his second and third action, he is just going to run and jump on the back of this Rust monster to grapple I'm it. with you, dude. I just totally <laughs> yeah, I was going to I am going to, and I'm just going to yell at Ago. I'm going to look him in the eye and go, dog pile! <laughs> <laughs> so, so you're going to try to grapple it? I'm going to try to grapple this thing. All right. Oh, a middling roll. It is a 14 to grapple this monster. So you try to grapple it and you find yourself just slide right off the back, right past it. All right. Oh, no. All right. That's unfortunate. Parva's up. Uh, I'll go on deck. Parva looks like confused for a second. He sees Frost's back. What are you doing back here? He runs into the corner, grabs a couple of pieces of ore, and then just quickly moves back out into the pathway. Let's see. Yep. Uh, and so he just is just outside of his shop, sort of between between Cal and the rust monster. And all goes up with Quinn on deck. Parva has two pieces of ore in his hands. Sorry, should say that. I am going to totally obey uh, what... The, the intention of the plan here is. So I'm going to run past Cal, uh, kind of run through his square, because that's still legal, right? We can do that? We can run through yeah. an, uh, yeah. an ally square? Okay. Uh, <clears throat> run up to the rust monster and uh, attempt to uh, rodeo this thing. Uh, so grapple it. Uh, I'm going <laughs> to jump on its back as well. And hope to God... Uh, so my... Uh, is it 
it's acrobatics or it's athletics, right? Athletics to grapple. Athletics. Yeah. yeah. All right. So that is a 16. You also find yourself just slide right off. <laughs> it's it's this carapace <laughs> that it has just, you can't grab onto anything. You know, we probably could have guessed that a large crab creature had a large fortitude save. Yeah, I guess. Well, it's got multiple legs and all the rest of its stuff. No, so I, as I slide off of this thing's back and pile onto the, uh, the ground right next to, to Frost, I'm going to pick myself back up and say, and I'm going to jump back on it and try to grapple it again. Uh, this time it's going to be... That's a, is it, this is an attack action? Do I take a multiple attack penalty on this one? I never do know. Yeah, all right. Yeah. All right, so this time, natural 20. There he goes. So critical success for a grapple uh, is actually going to be restrained. So that gets a restrained condition. Uh, means I lock onto this this thing, and that gives him some additional uh, conditions, yeah, he's, right? He's so. immobilized and flat-footed and can't use any actions that require attack. Yeah, so I'm, I'm riding on this thing, and I'm just trying to keep it in place, and I'm, I'm yelling out for the other guys to, to pile on with me. Uh, it's basically unintelligible, though. I'm basically speaking Shoney. <laughs> <laughs> so it, 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 you can see it starts to buck to try to get you off, but uh, it is Quinn's turn. Quinn sees a dog pile going on, so uh, he's going to join in the fight. <laughs> There's only one <laughs> dog on the pile. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, a dog pile, yeah. You, you see Frost bow tube across the uh, shell of the, uh, the creature, and then, uh, yes, all goes on it. <laughs> Quinn is going to move up to the rust monster and try to jump it. <laughs> <laughs> so where's it? Like, Ago's already hanging off it. You're, you're going to try to grab just at a different spot? What, Ago's hanging on the back here? What's going on? Grab the tail! <laughs> I don't even know what I'm grabbing. I'm, I'm just grabbing at <laughs> appendages at this point, trying to hold it down. And that's a natty 20. <laughs> I don't believe you! <laughs> I will screenshot this right now. <laughs> I believe you. Um, so I guess the exact same thing that happened for Ago has now happened for Quinn. I, I don't think it can be extra immobilized. It's just now it's <laughs> that now it has to make two escape checks to get away from you guys. I imagine this is Ago's like riding on its back and Quinn's like wrapped around its tail and leg. And and it's it's immobilized at this point. And so it is the rest monster's turn. It is going to try to escape, use the escape action. It's going to have to do so for both uh, characters that have it restrained. So first, it's going to try to escape against Ago. So that's against Ago's athletics DC. What What is that number? Ago's athletics is plus six. So 16. 16. And that's a natural two. So it is still restrained by Ago. Uh, I guess it, it makes an attempt to escape from... Quinn, he's grabbing more onto its tail. It's going to flick its tail, try to get him off. And what's Quinn's athletics DC? Uh, plus zero, so 10. So it manages to get Quinn to release, uh, flicks him off with his tail. It's still grabbed by Ago. It's going to make another escape attempt against Ago. God, okay. Holding on, holding on. It was 16 was the DC? 16. It escapes Ago's grasp. Oh my goodness, God, I hate this thing so on. much. It takes the multiple attack penalty, but it, it has enough of a bonus that it manages to escape. So it escapes, but it cannot move. It's just stuck in that spot. And it is Cal's turn <sighs> with Frost on deck. Uh, Cal will delay his turn because his stats cannot participate in this plan. 
Which means Frost is up. Don't forget, Parva has come out here with ore. <sighs> he has, and he saw how easily it just flung them both off. So Frost is going to run. He's going to see Frost. He has the ore. He's going to run back about 25 feet. He's back across from the door, entering the store. <sighs> I can't hold an action. <sighs> you know what? He might have to delay his turn, too, because I just don't have enough actions to actually get the monster into the house or the the store once he lures it. I, I don't know. Uh, I guess I'll delay, too. Uh, Frost will have to delay as well. <laughs> if you all delay, then nothing will happen but the rust monster. All right. Parva <laughs> moves towards the door and into the room with the ore. And he, as he moves in, he throws one piece of ore out and drops another one on the floor with him. It is Ago's turn with Quinn on deck. I am super frustrated now as, I, as this thing slides out from underneath me and I'm back on the ground next to it. So I'm going to shove it in the direction of the, uh, to the south, towards the door, towards, you know, hopefully shoving it right through where Quinn is standing and to, so that it can follow the, uh, the blacksmith down to the shop. Uh, so that is against its fortitude DC again. Okay. And hopefully I get a good success. So the athletics is plus six. So that's an 18 in total. Nope. God, I can't move it. All right. Nope. <laughs> this is a creature that is pretty low to the ground, is yeah. is big, heavy, like, and it, if it doesn't want to go, it's not going to go. Mm, and I now have no lethal weapons on me, so that's it. It's town. It's it's pound town. That's what I. That's what I'm. I'm just <laughs> <All> okay. Right. <laughs> uh, it's I'm gonna. It's, it's time for the beatdown. Uh, I'm going to second action draw my uh, my my uh, nightstick, and uh, third and final action. Uh, that's a seventeen to hit with the nightstick. Nope. God. <clears throat> okay. All right. That's me. <laughs> so we, we came in. We came in to effectively punch this thing. There, there's now a string of invectives coming from in, in Shoney. Just, just all you have. It just sounds like guttural dog growling sounds as I'm on the opposite side of this creature, um, just trying. Quinn, would Quinn have seen Parvo uh, run into the room? Yes, he ran past him. Like he's just on the other side of him. He would have got thrown off when he got thrown off. He would have seen Parvo moving that way. And he would have seen him holding the oar. Uh, I think he would have seen that as he passed him earlier, yeah. And he would have seen him throwing it, throw it out the door, too. Quinn's going to put two and two together and uh, move into the room behind him, getting ready to close the door. Just so you know, Cal and Frost both delayed. It's going to be coming around to the next round. If you don't take your turns now, you are going to lose. The I have nothing to do. Go ahead, Frost. Okay. Well, I mean, you still got my kukri, right? I mean, I was using it as bait, but he doesn't seem to be attracted to it. Bummer. I mean, unless you're wanting your kukri. Are you wanting your... <laughs> that was a hint, wasn't it? <laughs> I mean, yes! <laughs> I had the thing monogrammed. <laughs> my name is Ago Ishlada. You killed my father's... Kukri, <laughs> you kill my grandfather's armor. I'm going to kill you now. Here's the thing: I guarantee you, the moment this Kukri exchanges hands, Dust's gonna be like, the Rust Monster is suddenly drawn to the Kukri. One hundred percent. Hey man, 
we'll take it in stride when it happens. I mean, you know. <laughs> it says on this uh, Rust Monster sheet, if uh, Kukri comes out that belonged to the father of one of the characters, <laughs> make sure it attacks said Kukri. <laughs> I, I mean, it's amazing that they thought of this situation, but they did. What's a guy to do? Yeah. He gets a plus five status <laughs> bonus against fa- uh, family heirlooms. That's <laughs> and it, it it increases to plus seven if they really care about it. Uh, I think we have met our nemesis. It wasn't the chicken bat. It certainly wasn't the owl bear. It is the fucking rust Canadian. monster that has so far done no no damage to any of us. Let's not it's forget, the Canadian. right? Like we actually well, haven't no, been we've, hurt. We have learned a valuable lesson here. We can come exactly. up with a clever plan. That plan will fail, but then Duff will institute it with an NPC. So, <laughs> uh, Cal is going to move up to Ago and hand him his kukri. Oh, thank you very much. <laughs> oh, God. And that's his turn. Frost is up. Frost is going to try to do an intimidation check to try to scare this thing towards the other people. <laughs> Instead of sticking around here and just walking back into the <laughs> easily obtained smelty full of ore. <laughs> Eat a pickle. Wow. All right. We are really digging. So deep, you're going we? to try to demoralize it? <laughs> we are really I, digging deep. I am going to try and demoralize it, I guess. Go away! <laughs> I rolled a natural one. <laughs> it, All right. Oh. It doesn't even notice. <coughs> Go. <coughs> uh, uh, sorry. Uh, Frost is gonna smack it with his his uh, gasarm. <laughs> All right. That is. Sorry, it's been so long since I've attacked something. <laughs> All right, it's a natural eighteen with a, so it's a twenty-six. That's a hit. Oh my uh, god! Sorry, <laughs> twenty-six minus minus four or minus two because I'm doing non-lethal to it. All right, it's still a hit. Okay. Oh, about damn time. Wait, you doing non-lethal? I don't. I mean, yeah, this thing cost a fortune. <laughs> okay. Uh, that is six damage, non-lethal. All right, just ate a fortune. I don't know how much it costs, but it just ate a whole fucking smithy. <laughs> oh, well, remember, as you walked in, uh, you did see the sign that said uh, Night's Marvelous Menagerie, home of Rusty the Rust Monster. So it is, <laughs> it is you know, a rather important creature. And it is now Rusty's turn, unless uh, Frost has another action. He wants I to do something. I do have another action, and I can hit him again. Let's see if I actually can hit him again. Now I miss. So, Rusty did notice the Kukri change hands, but luckily Frost attacked him, and Rusty doesn't want anything to do with that. And so he moves towards the ore that's on the ground, and he reaches out, touches it with his uh, antenna, and the ore fades to rust, and he immediately turns and moves in towards Parva. Oh yeah, and it is Can now. We get Parva in the party. <laughs> Seriously, this guy's give him a hero point, man. My God. And it is now Ago's turn. I nod gratefully to Cal as I take the kukri out of his hands. I say, "This was a, this was my father's. Thank you for getting it and keeping it safe." 
And with that, I'm going to charge after uh, them. And so let's see, this means that it's going to take me a full complement of movement to get down to the doorway. Uh, and so I'm going to run down to the door and I'm going to look in and uh, seeing that the rust monster is now inside, I'm going to stare at the other guys with my hand on the doorknob. And I'm going to ready my action to close the door when my friends are out of the room, including Parva. All right. Parva drops the ore he has in his hands and he comes out the door and it is Quinn's turn. Quinn is also going to jet out the door. Oh my goodness. Is this thing actually <laughs> going to move work? to the north of Ago and stop there? Does Quinn close the door behind him? Yeah, that, that sounds like a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> Quinn thought Ago, he had his hand on the door. He, he figured he had it, but just to make sure, he, he pulls it behind him as he exits. And so the door is made of wood. It it opened in, so you pull it. It's it's now closed. And that rust monster has no way to get out. I hope the woman that was in the storeroom got out. That is... I uh, had a brief moment of thinking I about was, that. Yeah, I was wondering about that, too. Is she still in there? I, think I really was, don't care. I think when you killed the owl bear... You should do this in character. When you killed the owl bear, she had enough time to get out. You would have seen her get out. It would have been really funny if we'd done that in character. All right. Though. You beat the Ras monster. All right. Well, we survived. It survived. Uh, hopefully, uh, somebody is grateful that we didn't just completely squish it like the bug that it is. Um, and uh, I am now really upset <laughs> at the condition <laughs> of my gear by that fucking bug. If we never showed up, Parva could have taken those exact same actions <laughs> with the exact same outcome. He never thought of it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, is it is it ideal that Parva was the one that did it? No, but I didn't want I didn't want to sit there and have you guys spend the next hour to, like you're not going to kill this thing. Let's take all the credit and role play. <laughs> all right. Exactly. Well, you're so lucky that we showed up otherwise that thing could have wrecked your whole shop. I I didn't even think of it. I've been dealing with that thing for the last 20 minutes. Well, it's kind of a lucky thing you didn't think of it, because about, uh, oh, 14 minutes ago, there was an owlbear inside that store. So had you run in there with your oar in your hands, you probably would have been mauled pretty quick. Oh, I, I see it. It's on the ground right there. He points to the ground at where the dead owlbear is lying, because it's <laughs> like five feet from where he is right now. Still there. <laughs> yeah. This, yeah. It's not a video one. game. It doesn't just fade away. There's a dead owlbear <laughs> lying. That's fair. What if What That's if during fair. that entire encounter, I'd have been like, you can't get through that door because you killed the owlbear right in front of that door, and there's no way to get through. <laughs> oh, oh, that would God. be terrible. Yep. Uh, but Frost is going to uh, ask uh, part of do you think that we can... Uh, block this door off with and uh, I, we have to make a sign to make sure no one opens it not knowing it's in there if it gets back out someone else is going to have to get it to go back in because I'm sure as hell not going to do it do you think it has thumbs to be able to open the door from inside I, this fucking thing honestly, honestly I wouldn't put it, put it past it to uh, melt the door handle and just the door will just fall open Argo's eyes get really wide at that <laughs> uh, uh, I, I did not think of that could that happen Probably now that I said it out loud and the GM's eyes just lit up really bright. Uh, Parva par, par looks at you. I, 
I went to the, the exhibit last week. It can't do that. But maybe, uh, maybe we could take some of the wood from in my, my shop lock and lock it up. Yeah, that'll be perfect. Uh, do you mind if we, uh, sit down in your shop for about ten minutes? Uh, this is about the third thing we've had to tackle today, and I, I really need to catch my breath. Hi, lads. You're welcome to come and rest in my shop. Frost is just going to kind of stagger into the corner of his shop near some, uh, just some benches and some tools and just going to collapse on the ground. Argo's going to do the same. So I'm going to go into the shop and uh, kind of sit down next to, to Frost a little bit. And at the same time, I'm looking down at the tattered remains of my, my breastplate, I guess, and the, the corrosion that's spread across the front of it and the pauldrons. And um, I'm clearly uh, upset. I suppose Quinn's just fine. Quinn is absolutely <laughs> fine. He's like, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> so just to, to break it down a little bit for the uh, the audience, what we're actually doing is something called take a breather. And we mentioned we're doing stamina variant rules. So if we sit here and do pretty much nothing else for 10 minutes, we get stamina back, which is just a section of our health. Yeah. And we're using the resolve point variant. So you got to spend a resolve point to do that. So you can't just do this endlessly. But uh, most of you guys have three or four resolve points, so you'll be able to do it a couple times. And uh, and what's Cal doing here? I mean, I guess Cal's going to do the same. He's down two stamina points. Might as well get him back. I've got no bombs left, so I guess I'm just going to be like <laughs> the, the human, well, the gnome shield for our next <laughs> battle. <laughs> yeah, there's a distraction. There's the uh, the rally as well, right? There, which is one of the things you can do with resolve, which can get all of your players stamina back without them needing to spend a bunch of resolve points or you needing to spend resolve points but we won't go there for now there's also some healing that needs to be done a couple characters have wounds they're they have the wounded one condition i think ago and frost both have wounded one because they were knocked at one point in the fight i'm going to turn to frost and say frost we gotta put the beat up right there uh are you let me take a look at some of the wounds sir uh, and, I, and I pull out uh, a small healing kit from my uh, from my hip pouch. Are you, are you okay with me taking a look? Frost will uh, kind of raise up his shirt and kind of slowly, gingerly peel back some of the uh, chain shirt. And there's uh, some deep claw marks there on his ribs. Uh, you got some pretty bad bruising and, uh, and so on. So uh, I, I'm going to wrap you up a little bit. Uh, but uh, you don't need to thank me for that potion. That was Mr. Parva, I think his name is. He, he nods. Par- Parva Mayok is my name. Thank you. You saved my shop. It was uh, looking pretty rough there for a second. You, uh, and he's looking at Argo. I'm not sure, but uh, I think I could, could help you with that armor. So I lean back against the wall after bandaging up Frost, and I look down at the breastplate, which is corroded and clearly broken. Um, straps are, are busted. Um, rings that are holding things together are messed up. And I say, I, yes, if you could take a look at this, this would be very good. I, I don't think... I just... I think this is more of a problem than if I were trying to try to use this. I don't think it. I don't think it's going to protect me anymore. He walks over to you. Puts a hand on. He's, he's a fairly tall human. Puts his hand on your shoulder. <sighs> that thing. Look at what it did to this. This is a a beautiful piece of work. Give me a second. And he, he starts moving around. It smells of rust in here. Like a lot of things have been rusted by that the rust monster. And he's kicking through 
some rust, shaking his head, looking at the ground. He moves into a corner behind the kiln that you hadn't seen any of that material. There's some nicer pieces back there. He comes back with a, a smaller breastplate. He hands it to you. He says, leave that one with me. I'll fix yours. Come back tomorrow. I think I can get it up into working shape. But for now, if you're going into the zoo, you're going to need this. I, 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 can't, I can't accept that for, 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 for free like that, but, uh, I, but I will definitely take you up on the offer for now. And I strip out of the breastplate and uh, shuffle over to where one of his workbenches is and I'll throw it down in there. And then I, inside of it, I'll slip in uh, three gold, which is all I got. Frost wants to do a quick perception check just to see how many nipples uh, <laughs> he has. <laughs> He's just curious. I'm wearing a tunic, you pervert. <laughs> It's not, like I, it's not like I stripped down to doggy style. I mean, come on, man. I don't think that means what you think it means. <laughs> well, shunny are rare. Correct. Not uncommon. So, uh, yeah. Oh, all no. right. And you're... Uh, all right. Roll, roll a die. Are you are you rolling a D12 for D20 nipples? Are you, are you... Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. It's a, nat- it's a natural 20. I heard the die roll twice. Are you sure? <laughs> it fell out of the box. <laughs> All right. It, it, some things uh, are just not known. Frost knows, but he's not telling. <laughs> anyway. So that actually was a DC 20. Yeah, I know. Sure. So it's, I, I rolled a natty 20. Um, so it's a. Uh... <laughs> anyway. So he, he sees you put the gold in. He's. Nah, I can't accept it. You take this, bring it back tomorrow. I was going to offer you all a little bit of work for saving my shop. I couldn't have done it without you. This is not inappropriate. I give stuff to the Edgewatch all the time. I work with them. You can talk to your your uh, captain if you wish, but uh, take this for now. Bring it back tomorrow. It's fine. You take your gold. I can't. I can't accept it. And he hands it back to you. Okay, if you say so. I am very honored. Thank you very much. This this armor and I pat my hand on it. It means a very. It means a lot to me. It was my grandfather's. He's the last of our warriors. So. My father gifted it to me before I left the village. I'll do the best I can. I think I, I think I can salvage it. Fucking Russ monsters. Dirty. Speaking of which, are we going to put some sort of sign on the door for the for the shop or something so that nobody goes in? It would probably be wise. Uh, we, we talked about uh, throwing some stuff up there to barricade it. But uh, yeah, we need to make sure no one opens that door. Whatever happened to that woman? Anyway, the shopkeeper. I am 100% sure she totally got out before we locked that monster in there. How <laughs> <laughs> about Emmeline? <laughs> ah, she's, she's tough. I'm sure she got out. Well, uh, I feel like we've wasted plenty of time here. I uh, appreciate you uh, giving Ago some new armor, giving me a place to sit and rest, but I think it's about time we move into the zoo. And so this is a one-for-one replacement of the breastplate, right? Yeah. Okay. Thank you, GM. Never say I'm not a benevolent GM. (laughs) (laughs) It's your trouble for for having to to deal with the ore in the door. (laughs) Three-foot-tall, barrel-chested, you know, there's lots of kids who run around in breastplates, I guess. So uh, I guess there's gnomes. This guy runs a good business. Yeah, right. That's right. Okay. I also feel like Frost is, like, holding his wounds and, like, Asking Algo if he's going to finish, or he's done talking about his breastplate. Like, no, I thought I finished. Yeah, I thought I finished manning you up. Yeah, so. You're going to roll some dice for me, tell me what it did. Oh, well, you know, I didn't want to get all formal about it. Shit, man. So. Don't 
Don't yeah. move. Stand uh, still. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. So that is uh, six up. Six up. Oh my goodness. You're pretty good at this. I'm. Uh, I'm full. You have to DC 15. You have to. Did you hit your? Oh, I didn't do the DC check. DC that 15. Would be why? <laughs> that would be why. Oh fuck. Uh. Oh. Ah, 21. <laughs> Okay. Woo. Oh, first fuck, I rolled. 21. You hear that a lot. Oh, fuck, 21. No, no, no. I, I, I looked at it. No, so, so it was a 16, and I, I looked at it, and I was like a 10. So I'm a plus five. I was like, ah, no. He, ah, he, looked, he looked at it, and then he remembered he could just lie. <laughs> and, I, 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 I'd hold up the dice, but then what's the point of that then? This yeah, is a so. guy who has like three natural 20s in his last six rolls. Hey, mm-hmm. I don't lie. I just load the dice. <laughs> <laughs> I don't lie. I just cheat. So, Parva, this is the third creature that we've encountered that got out of the zoo. Uh, I don't think any of us have ever been here. Do you have any idea what sort of damage or how many creatures? Anything you can give us would be great. Being a smith, I figured the rust monster was the worst thing you could ever see. But uh, there are some nasty critters in there. You see, uh, uh, they had a cockatrice. We know all about that one. Oh, yeah, the chicken bat. Yeah, 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 we killed that one. Hey, uh, that thing can cause real trouble. I, he- I hear it can turn you to stone. Oh, wait a minute. Yeah, that woman who holding the vase in the in the courtyard. Parva, maybe maybe if you got a spare moment, you can uh, maybe check on her. Because uh, we don't think that's a statue, right? Who's that? We saw a woman who was holding a vase when we came into the courtyard. Oh, I'll, I'll, I'll take a look. That sounds like Parvati. The other thing, uh, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I almost hate to ask, but uh, we, we, uh, we were going to go inside the zoo, uh, but we, we nearly didn't survive uh, coming up against the Albert, and I don't know what else is in there. Maybe you can tell us what else might be inside? You said there are other things. I took my son George, took him there uh, two weeks ago. I know the thing that scared him the most. For me, it was a rust monster. For him, it was a... Oh, it was like a bug, and it... It spit acid. They had it behind like a like a glass or crystal enclosure. And it spit acid at the window. That thing was terrifying. That does sound quite awful. Uh, any, anything else you can tell about it? I mean, I hope it's not escaped if it's spitting acid. I mean, I, knew, I know it spit acid. They, do, they don't publish the... Uh, the weaknesses right there on the moon. <laughs> <laughs> I can't, I can't really help you up. there. Yeah. Did they, no did no they stat have, blocks. No, 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 no CR level, anything like that. Oh, no. <laughs> I mean, if I were a betting man, I would bet uh, at least three. Did I? Oh, did they say what their name was? And an an something an. Uh, what the fuck was it? An ankrav. An ankrav. That's what they called it, an Ankrav. Any of you guys ever heard of an an Ankrav? You could do a knowledge check. Is it nature? Yeah, that one would be a nature check. Well, hopefully they're pretty common, because I rolled a 10. 14 for Gal. Quinn doesn't know shit about nature, so he's not even going to try. I'm a plus 5 for nature. I rolled a 23. 23. There he goes. Only Ago has ever heard of these things. And he knows that they are, they're bugs, basically. And they live in colonies. They have tremor sense. Think of the movie Tremors. 
They have that sort do. of sense. So tremor sense <laughs> just means it's an imprecise sense, but they can feel movement uh, on the ground or of items near them, that kind of thing. So they can detect you through that. So that's what Ago would know. Other than the acid stuff, which Parva has already told you. All right. Cal knows that he's going to pretend to be Kevin Bacon from here on out. <laughs> Damn it. I wanted to be Kevin Bacon. <laughs> so so in the interest of, uh, of role play, I will relay all this information because it just was going through my head uh, based on a conversation I'd had in the, in the forest with my father uh, for something to avoid. And I said, very bad. Very bad. Uh, we're gonna have to be on us on our guard, and it will know if we are there because it can sense if we are because uh, it can feel our movement on the ground. So we're going to have to be uh, hit it hard, hit it fast if it's going to attack. Sounds fun. I wouldn't want to be the one going in there, but I I appreciate that you are. If you want, I can go let the Edge Watch know what's going on. I, I assume you had no nobody with you that went back. You you lot normally run in groups of four. I look at the other guys and is like. Uh, it didn't even cross my mind that we would need help. But yes. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure I'll I'll get back too slow to actually help you. But <laughs> I, at least I can say I tried. <laughs> oh God! All right. Oh, Mr. Pava, that would be extraordinarily helpful. But uh, don't forget about Miss Parvati in the in the courtyard. You know, we, we can take care of ourselves. But uh, and I pull out a, a signal whistle from under my tunic, and I say, maybe it's time for us to uh, signal the others if they can hear us. Yeah, uh, if you want to blow that whistle, go ahead. I'm sure they're just around the corner ready to uh, come running. D- do make sure that that statue doesn't get like knocked over or something. I, I'm not sure if there's a way to cure her, but uh, I would hate for them to also have to glue her back together. Do you think they're right there? They're going to come? And I go over to the door, and I lean out, and I blow the whistle as hard as I can. And with that... 75 agents of Edgewatch are there. <laughs> you don't have to worry about the zoo. Way to go, guys. You did it. No, nobody comes. You're on your own. Come on, man. I, I um, my hopes up for a minute there. <laughs> uh, so Parva walks out to the edge of the, the smithy and he looks down towards the, the entrance to the zoo and he starts heading that way. He says, I'll, I'll take a look at, at Parvati. Make sure that's who it is and, and see if anything can be done. And he starts walking that way. And as he's walking down, he glances up and looks looks off to the, the southwest. Hi! What the hell? I wouldn't have thought it possible. I, I guess I'll go see what he sees. <laughs> if we, uh, I'm almost scared to ask. <laughs> yeah, hold on. If, if we just ignore it, it doesn't exist. <laughs> that's exactly how it works. Because that's how this day has gone so far, for sure. Yep, definitely. Uh, okay, we, we go. We, we look. We so bite. You, you, you kind of, you follow his eyes, and he's looking off to the southwest, to where you've been before, right? Out on the silver lawn, where you can see the, behind that, the huge war dome. You can see the walking tower of Kalesh, the dragonfly pagoda. But you, you notice something seems off. And you realize Gravebreaker, the giant excavator, the magical excavator that was used to help set up the festival grounds in the first place, is gone. What? Surely that had to have made a sound. <laughs> what? <laughs> Apparently This is a not. Carmen San Diego situation. <laughs> <laughs> she stole the Apple Tower. <laughs> yeah, is, it, is that like some David Copperfield shit or something? I was, but I was just gonna say, I know who did it. I know who did it. We're looking for David Copperfield. <laughs> I, I'm right in expecting this is not something you just sort of drive off in, right? By mistake. 
Like, no, you know, this like, this is this is one of the exhibits. This should be there for the rest <laughs> of the Radiant Festival. So basically, the rest of the year, and it's just not there anymore. And this is not like a little you know truck or something. This is a giant excavator that you can see from almost a mile away, and it's just not there anymore. It was there when you guys came in. You saw it. Well, I'm sure that's going to bite us in the ass at some point. <laughs> <laughs> Probably not yeah. important, right? Ah, uh, so now <laughs> do we go check on that? Do we go chase down the screams to the northwest? What, what's what's the thoughts here, guys? Maybe Grave Raker's in the zoo. <laughs> <laughs> you turn around. There it is. <laughs> it's probably just getting serviced. <laughs> Look, there are multiple of the Edge Watch. This is something that we can't mess with right now. At the moment, we're concerned with the zoo. We got people who are in trouble right now. We can look into the grave record later, or maybe another squad can, but I say we go to the zoo. We got to rescue those people. Yeah, there's definitely people in trouble there. I mean, for all we know, they're just washing grave record. They're just cleaning it up, making it look nice. Fine. Maybe they are. But we gotta go. We've been sitting on our bluffs for a while, trying to get uh, get our wind back. But, uh, no, <laughs> You've been sitting on what? Ago just got <laughs> struck by lightning. He's dead. <laughs> 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 it's good Shawnee work Duff <laughs> So at that At that moment Parva turns he, he, he looks He sees Parvati He starts moving over there You There could be dozens of people in the zoo You go in there I'll check on Parvati I'll go to the edge watch And let them know what's happening I'll mention Gravereker But As I said When I went to the zoo a couple weeks ago There are at least two dozen people there you could have that many people in there now. I didn't see that many people come running out before I saw the rust monster. I can do the edge watch part for you. I pull my badge off of uh, my breastplate and uh, from where it was kind of it was, it was pinned onto this kind of like, a, like onto the strap, and uh, I, I toss it at him and I say, "You give that to him. That way they don't they give you any uh, any grief about uh, making up a big story or something. You, you take that." Aye, thank you. <laughs> they asked me to join. I said, "Fuck off," uh, but. Uh, <laughs> But I guess I can use this to, to let them know. And lean over to Cal and I say, See, recruiting working. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the coin in the bottom of the glass <laughs> trick that they used to use. I'm, I'm sure that if we have any actual law enforcement officers listening, they're like, Yes, we always just hand our credentials off. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Why don't you take my gun, too? As a, as, a, as a former law enforcement guy, uh, yeah, no, no, that is exactly not what you do. So, no, I am. Uh, Agos yeah. new to this. Agos new to this. All right, so Parva does that, and I, I imagine the four of you walking off towards the, the gate that opens into the zoo, this big 10 foot high wooden fence around it with the gate wide open you can see a few buildings you can see a little pond in the center as you're walking through the gate you see knight's marvelous menagerie home of rusty the rust monster who is just off in a room slightly to the west and you walk in the four of you and now you're entering the zoo and we're gonna end it there for this week it's a hell of a sign Cal's going to walk over with a marker and make a big arrow towards where Rusty the Rust Monster is now in prison. Home relocated. And that's that. See Rusty and get your healthy snacks. (laughs) 
The Rent and Roll Radio Show uses trademarks and or copyrights owned by Paizo Incorporated, used under Paizo's community use policy. We are expressly prohibited from charging you to use or access this content. This podcast is not published, endorsed, or specifically approved by Paizo. For more information about Paizo Incorporated and Paizo products, visit paizo.com. That's P-A-I-Z-O dot com.